Welcome everybody to the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. And we are back again for another episode to help all you guys master your credit score to get that extra points that you deserve. And we are here today from beautiful downtown Bakersfield and we're going to be talking about disputing things on your credit report. Specifically, do we do paper disputes or a written dispute versus an online dispute? Now that's a point of contention that we've had for ever since online disputes came about. Um, and it it's a great question that was posed to us by one of our Instagram followers. Thank you very much uh, for posing that question. And that's gonna be the main topic for today, online disputes versus paper disputes. What do you think about that, Richard? Well, as a consultant, I have to advise that in my opinion, paper disputes are just better. However, there are pros and cons to each side. And so today we're going to educate you folks or you listeners on what the benefits and, you know, the cons for each one is. Now, back on episode nine, we talked about legitimate credit repair strategies mm -hmm. and we actually gave away one of our credit repair dispute letters. Um, the and, templates, and we, right? en we encourage consumers to take the template, maybe modify it, obviously, to make it their own. Um, and Always. And, and do uh, a written dispute. And when we're talking about a written dispute, what we really mean is you put together a letter describing what you want investigated on your credit report. You literally mail it using snail mail, the US Postal Service, directly to the credit bureau or all credit bureaus involved and let them conduct an investigation. Now that, that right is granted to consumers under the Fair Credit Reporting Act, mm -hmm. right? The act was developed to help the consumers from unfair credit reporting practices. And then it was revised in, in 2011 um, to include the online disputes. And, and so they don't call it online disputes, they call it expedited dispute resolution. But that particular revision allowed for consumers to be able to file disputes online instead of through paper mail. Um, and there were some changes that happened with, with what the credit bureau's requirements are in the handling of those disputes, right? There is. There's plenty of changes. So first of all, if when you dispute an account online, you go through either the credit bureau's main website like Experian.com or through a third party, maybe like Credit Karma that allows you to do online disputes. And you write a was it a hundred word sentence maybe of why you're disputing the account? Uh, the account, the dispute then goes to the credit bureau, which credit bureau has the ability to decide on their own whether they're gonna delete this within three days or not. Um, and, and that's one of the abilities that they get to do under this uh, expedited dispute resolution. If they choose to delete the account within three days and then notify you in writing within those three days, they actually get to admit certain sections of the Fair Credit Reporting Act that protects you, the consumer. So this is only applicable if they decide to delete the information within three days of the dis receiving the dispute. That is correct. What if they verify the information within three days of receiving the dispute? Is that is it, so? It's, is it specifically for deletions, or is it also just for resolving the the investigation within a three day period? It's specifically if they delete the account within the first three days of so, receiving the dispute notice. And and so that's it. That's an interesting um, development, right? Because whenever we're talking about credit reporting disputes, you know, normally we it is like universally tied to a thirty day investigation. Yes. In fact. Most consumers, when engaging in the credit repair dispute process, especially for the do-it-yourself selfers out there, 
they're kind of crossing their fingers that nobody responds within 30 days. Like that, that's normally what people understand the dispute process to be is I dispute it and I hope they don't respond within 30 days because somewhere in the law, somebody told me that they're going to, you know, delete it off of my record if they don't respond within 30 days. We've debunked that. We've talked about that in depth in previous episodes, but I think that that is probably the reasoning and the logic that consumers are using in dispute. So it's kind of a curveball when you throw it at them and say, well, technically, if you dispute it online, if they de if they delete it within three days, you know, uh, or they can delete it within three days, like, wow, that's that literally is an expedited dispute resolution. It, mm -hmm. It's done fairly quickly when compared to the standard snail mail process. But there there's a drawback to something being deleted off of your credit report within three days. And we were discussing that. It's like, what is the big drawback that was that that happens if, if there's an expedited dispute resolution and you get something deleted within three days and they notify you in writing? The biggest one, and really this is the key difference between uh, online disputes and snail mail, is the credit bureau doesn't have to notify the original creditor that you initiated a dispute to begin with. Or like, that they removed it. Or that they removed it, meaning that the creditor will never know about it. And those of you who are astute and, and study you know, how this works, you'll realize why that's such a big problem. Because the credit bureaus don't place information on your credit report, the creditors do. So if the creditors don't know that you've disputed an account or that it's been deleted from the credit report, they're just going to go about their business. And guess what happens in 30 days? When they refresh their information to the credit bureaus that they're constantly reporting, that account gets placed back on. And that's probably the root of reinsertions, right? Mm -hmm. and, a, and a common thing that people will run across is they have some success with the credit repair process, but then at some point they realize that the accounts maybe came back on. Mm -hmm. And there's a number of reasons why accounts can come back on a credit report after they've been removed, but this could be potentially be one of them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in short, if you're doing online disputes, it can be quicker, but it can also have this downside to it where they can come back and, and you don't you won't even know that they came back because they don't have to like it's not something that they're going to tell you. It's just comes back um, after it gets refreshed. And that's probably the big downside is that you're opening yourself up to have an, an item being reinserted. Now, what's the difference then um, if you do it in writing? How, how is this prevented if you do it in writing or you use the traditional snail mail? Well, if you use a traditional snail mail or you, you do it in writing, um, the credit bureaus don't get to ignore uh, the creditors. They have to inform the creditors that there's a dispute taking place to, in order to verify whether the information that the creditor is providing is accurate. Um, so no matter what, the creditor is going to know that there's a dispute in place. And if they can't verify the information, they're going to know that the account is deleted, uh, meaning that there's a very good chance they're not going to attempt to reinsert it because they know they know the laws and they know you've taken the steps to get this deleted from the credit report. Yeah, that's 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 really, you know, you kind of preserve more of your rights if you do it in writing. Mm -hmm. Plus, there's a couple of other bonuses if you're doing it in writing, because now you have documentation of the actual language that you sent them. One of the big drawbacks if you're going online is that most of these are going to be predefined disputes, right? G very generic predefined disputes that won't allow you to articulate the logic behind your dispute. So if you have a simple dispute like that is legitimately not yours, then maybe you can do it online. 
Um, but if you have a, a complex one where you want to, you know, deliver a, a few different angles of thought, or maybe you're describing what happened and it's, it, you have, you need more than 140 words to describe it, then you're going to be really limited if you're filing the dispute online. Such as when the, the original creditor never actually provided you a bill to begin with. Yeah. You, you know, you, you stopped the services, you went to their office, you actually paid them what they told you you owed. And then two years later, you find out that there's a $130 bill uh, to your name to that same creditor. They never billed you. They never called you. Collector never billed you. Collector never called you. And now all of a sudden it's on your credit report. And that happens a lot. And it, it gets more complex. You can't just say it's not mine. <laughs> yeah, no, I really think that, that that's, um, that's something interesting, you know, that has developed over the last few years as people have been doing more and more online disputes because they're, it's just um, the, the bureaus are kind of pushing that agenda, right? Most of the time, even if you do a paper dispute, um, they're going to respond back in writing with a written uh, response, and it's going to encourage you to go online and see your results online or file disputes online. So it's definitely something that is becoming more prominent, and that's why I think it, it's a great timing for us to discuss online disputes versus written disputes. Now, there's a third way to do disputes or to file disputes and request an investigation on your credit report, right? We have written disputes by mail, then we have online disputes, and then you can also call in a dispute. Yes, right? sir. And so both online disputes and telephonic disputes are both um, covered under the Expedited Dispute Resolution Amendment of the Fair Credit Reporting Act. So technically you can get something done quickly at the credit bureau and you don't have to wait for the snail mail. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a little different. And I think that if you're a consumer and you're in the journey of mastering your credit score and you wanna request certain things to be investigated on your credit report, if you're doing it early enough in your credit repair journey, meaning you wanna have good credit and you wanna buy a house maybe in the next year, maybe in the next two years, right? then you have no problem going through the snail mail because you have time. And that's the whole point of mastering your credit score is getting ahead of it, you know, staying ready, right? So you don't have to all of a sudden try to get ready quickly because you found your dream home, but your credit's not up to par. Um, and now you have to go through the online disputes and it could potentially be quicker, but then it's got its downsides. Um, and and so it's, 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 it's very, very important to understand the, the nuances between written disputes and online disputes. So in, in continuing with our online dispute logic, um, just straight up, have you ever filed an online dispute on behalf of a client? Um, no. You haven't? I've, I've, I've filed disputes on behalf of clients online in certain circumstances, right? Uh, sometimes we 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 have to do something quickly and we can't wait for for the paper mail so we need to get we need to get something going quickly because we're on a timeline and we want to get it back quickly because when you're doing a mail dispute you have to wait for them to receive it and if you're in California sometimes the mail is going all the way to Pennsylvania, Georgia, Texas so we have to wait for snail mail to get there and then we have to wait for snail mail to get back well i i call them and i don't actually go online and dispute them but i i do this the same thing, pretty much. So, and, and, and it, it has to be done with the correct spots. And I think that that's where the mistake that people will make. I'll give you guys an example. If it's something so egregiously wrong, right, where it's just an obvious error, filing an online dispute is likely going to work and it's likely going to save you a postage stamp. Yes. Right? Um, but if it's something a little bit more complicated where there's a legitimate dispute in the way that it's reporting or it's something that 
requires documentation. Well, you're going to have to mail it in and you're going to have to mail in documentation because you can't do that online. It's one of the limitations. Um, recently, in the last couple of years, they've allowed you to upload documentation, but even that has its flaws because some people are not that technically savvy and there's restrictions on the upload size and the document type. And so all of a sudden you can get somebody really frustrated because it's a wrong sized JPEG instead of a PDF. And, and so now you're like, okay, I'm just going to mail it in. And most people do better mailing it in. Plus, if you mail it, you can get it certified mail and now you have documentation that they received it and you can document that they their, their lack of response if they fail to respond. So and not everybody has that technical ability to, you know, change the formatting of a document and upload it to the credit bureau system. I mean, it's it's like a it's a little thing that can make a consumer get hung up. And so so again, you know, going back to online disputes versus written disputes um, in a nutshell, I think I think the point that we're trying to drive home is that you want to understand that the online disputing system really is most effective when you're disputing simple things, um, things that are obviously wrong, um, name variations, previous addresses, things that are just very clearly wrong. Uh, but if you have something more complicated, um, where I'll give you an example of something that's really complicated. You traded in your car, the dealership hung on to it before oh. paying it off, and now it generates a late payment on your credit report because they paid the car note off late you're over here with your new car and you're thinking your old car is, you know, turned in, but it generates a late payment because they took their time paying it off, which happens all too often. Uh, that's most a, of the time, actually. That's pretty complicated one to explain. And you're going to have a hard time explaining that in 140 words online. And then if you need to dispute it, you probably need documentation that you turned it in. Right. And now you just have a, a packet of information. The way I see it is think of it this way. If you had to show up to court right now to explain a situation to a judge, to try to, to get them to fi uh, the opposing party, the creditor, to fix something, do you have the paperwork to prove it? How much evidence do you have? And that's really what the difference between online disputing and written disputing is. There's going to be so much more documentation. There's going to be a better explanation done in written form than a simple online dispute. Yeah, you know, it just it's just. Very clearly, a written dispute sent via mail is, is a better option because it gives you more of an opportunity to freehand your logic behind why you're challenging the item. You mm -hmm. know, it, it's really the point that we're trying to drive home. So if you're a regular consumer and you're listening to the Extra Credit Show and you're on your journey to mastering your credit score, would you recommend that someone go online and start disputing things? Uh, as you stated earlier, only if it's a simple dispute. If you find some name variances, you know, maybe some addresses that addresses that you've never lived at. Sure, why not? Go ahead, give it a shot. Um, but if you're if you have a serious issue with a, a creditor that you've attempted to fix and they just don't want to fix it, written is definitely the way to go. And you know, to add to that, online seems pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. You go online, click, 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 and they start the dispute. But you actually have to do that three times. Mm -hmm. And navigating the three different online systems for the bureau. It's easy for us now because we've been doing it for years, but you literally a consumer doing it for the first time, they're going to have to learn experience interface. Then they'll have to go learn Equifax's interface. Then they'll have to learn TransUnion's interface. And so that could actually take more time than writing one letter, copying it three times and sending it to three different addresses that actually, when you think about it, it could potentially 
take even more time than actually mailing it if you're there on the computer trying to figure it out. Um, now, once you get used to the system, you can probably get by a little quicker, but still, you know, it, nothing beats getting your letter ready, um, telling them why you want to dispute it, and then just making the three copies and sending it to the three different addresses and let the bureau start their investigation. And having a copy of what you actually sent. Dated. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's uh, something else for consumers to consider is is the actual process of doing it online. You don't just go to one bureau and then it gets copied to the other two. You got to go to each individual bureau's website and do it online. The same thing if you're calling them, you got to call, wait on hold three different times and do it, you know, individually with each different bureau. Um, so it's something you know, once you're in the trenches, you'll be able to figure out like, oh, wait a minute, I might have been better off sending a letter. Um, and I, again, if you have time, it, definitely send the letter, in my opinion. I, I've had to do it for clients before. There was one point in time where I remember being on the phone for one and a half hours trying to get something disputed with the three bureaus. Yeah, yeah. And you probably would have been better off writing a letter. Oh, easily. Right? They would have saved you that hour and a half. Um, but if it's an emergency situation exactly. where we can't wait for the snail mail, because, you know, one of the things that, again, consumers are disputing things um, and they're hoping that 30 day timeline is not met. But it's actually when you look at it, technically speaking, um, you write the letter and then it has to, they have to they have 30 days from when they receive it to send you back a letter postmarked within 30 days so they literally can send the letter back on the 30th day after they receive it so let's just say they t it takes five days for them to get it then 30 days after that they have to postmark your letter back and then it takes another five days to get back to you so technically it could be like 40 days before you receive a response from the credit bureaus because they only have to postmark it 30 days it doesn't have to get to you within 30 days um, so that's a little technical thing there where the 30 days now turns to 40 and consumers think on the 31st day that they won, and they actually haven't. They technically probably are still within the timeline. Yeah. For those of you that are not aware yet, the credit bureaus are located in Texas, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. Yeah. And uh, depending on where you're at, it can take five days to get there if you're using your traditional snail mail. Um, so certainly something to be cognizant of and understand that um, written disputes will take time but they're much more thorough versus online disputes that can be quicker, but they're a little less thorough because you can't be as concise and explicit. And, and more of a personal benefit. I mean, if you start disputing things on your own, written and written form, you're going to get better practice at it. And you're going to know you're going to know what to do more than if you just go online and click on one of their pre-generated disputes because you're actually doing the research of how things work and why things are not supposed to be the, uh, the way they're supposed to be. You're going you're gonna to gain more education so you can uh, formulate a better worded out dispute. And you know, to add to that, um, the one thing that you can't dispute online is a direct to creditor dispute. Mm. And we've talked about that actually mm -hmm. being the best way to go like second round disputes is go directly to the creditors mm -hmm. and you can't do that online you have to actually write an old school letter send it to the debt collector and ask for debt validation or you have to write a letter send it to the original creditor and dispute whatever it is you're disputing right and and you actually have to they're actually going to read it you know it's so you can't do that online so essentially whether you're just if you're in the credit repair process and you're quote unquote disputing things you can do it online with the bureaus, but you're not going to be able to do it online with creditors. And if you want to 
be good at credit repair or if you actually want to go through the process the right way, the thorough way, there's going to be a point where you're likely going to have to send creditors dispute letters and you can't do that online. So yeah, practicing dispute letters directly to the bureaus is probably a good thing because you will have to use them anyways. Yeah. So creditors, if they're willing to ignore the laws and be negligent and how they handle an account, you know, it, it stands to reason that they're going to go ahead and just not care about the credit repair or the credit bureau dispute. You know, they're obviously not wanting to fix it. When you're talking to them amicably, they're not going to listen to a credit bureau. So you have to learn how to dispute with them directly, put it in writing so that they understand that you know what you're doing, you know what the law is, and you know what they're breaking. Um, and then that's how you're going to get their attention. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, in in in... And moving on, I think one of the things that also uh, get, I wanted to bring up because it's tied to the online disputes is when when you're doing disputes and you're requesting investigations on questionable items on your credit report and these things are maybe come back verified and you disagree or you're not happy with the outcome, the credit bureaus will try to make you go away by suggesting that if you're dissatisfied with the outcome of any investigation, you can place what a hundred word or less statement to be a permanent part of your file to basically say your side of the story as to why you disagree with this item but they're not going to remove the item they're just going to add a hundred word statement to the item um, to let you voice your side of the story and they make it seem so that it's part of your file and every time a creditor runs your credit they're going to be able to see this statement of yours what do you think about that what a joke I mean, yeah. as simple as that. What a joke. Okay, so you're wrong, but uh, we're going to let you cry about it is what it, it basically sounds like to me. Uh, I mean, it's not going to do anything for you. If a creditor reads this statement, they're not going to care. To them, they're just going to see that you didn't pay this or that it's in collections or that your score is, is low. They don't care about that statement. Most of the time... A creditor doesn't actually look at the file like that. It's mm -hmm. just your credit score and you either pass or fail. Mm -hmm. So for most credit transactions, especially point of sale transactions like credit card application at the store or at the mall, whatever, um, you either have the credit score necessary or you don't. And it's just pass or fail. There's no actual human auditing the report and determining or underwriting you for credit risk. It's just all automated. That's actually the whole reason why the credit system is as big as it is because it allows creditors to scale. Um, so most of the time, no one's actually looking at the 100 word statement that you placed on there. Second of all, FICO or any real credit scoring model used in the public today is not actually taking a look at it. Um, so I think the only time maybe a creditor will look at it is maybe during a mortgage application or an auto loan application where you actually have a human looking at the file, but then still the score still low or the score still being adversely affected by the item you're in dispute with. So I, I really, um, I think said, it's, it's a joke, like you said. It's it, it's actually like you said, it's just to appease you, it's to, to pacify you and make you go away. Yeah, um, you know, so in summary, don't leave a hundred word statement, it's pointless. Um, and don't that basically they make you give up, don't give up, continue to challenge the item, continue to, to make them and hold them accountable to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this item is correct. Uh, because if you question it and you're unsatisfied with it, don't give up. The 100 word statement is just one thing that they 
used to make you give up and make you feel like you won, but in reality, you haven't won anything. The 100-word statement does nothing for you. So, And that's something that's also encouraged um, when someone's in the dispute process. They're encouraged to go online and dispute, and they're encouraged to add this 100-word statement to get them to go away. So don't do the 100-word statement. Definitely don't do the 100-word statement. Here's what I think, okay? The credit bureaus do not get paid for to, to handle your dispute. It's something that they're mandated by law to do. So do you really think it's in their best interest to try to help you or guide you to continue this dispute process? No, they want you to go away. So their process is going to be to do it as quickly as possible, make you go away, and, and never come back. Don't trust their investigation process. If something is wrong and and the credit bureau's investigation comes back that it's been verified when you know it isn't, don't follow their rules. Don't follow their advice. Do what you need to do. Get into the written form. Go directly to the creditor. Uh, go above them if even the creditor isn't trying to help you with your written dispute. Yeah. Becoming familiar with the laws and doing the research with the laws will, will allow you to become an informed consumer. An informed consumer is the debt collector and a credit bureau's worst nightmare for sure. So definitely keep that in mind, guys. You know, we've been we've been handling disputes for consumers for the last 12 years since 2006. Um, and so in, in helping consumers navigate disputes, we've done it over and over and over in many different situations that we, we understand how it works. That's why we're able to give you this context of, okay, if you do it in writing, you know, this happens. If you do it online, it's best used under these circumstances. I don't think that you 100% have to stick to written disputes. And I don't think that you can achieve what you can achieve. I don't think that you can achieve online what you can achieve in writing. I think they have their spots. If you're a consumer and you're, go you're going through the credit repair process, keep in mind that it's a it can be a long process. You can be in this for six months. And if you're in this for six months, you can try both written disputes, online disputes, you know, the whole point is not to give up, to continue to pay your bills on time, save a little money, and just continue to clean up your credit report, deal with the credit and the debts um, over time, because you're not going to be able to undo what damage on the credit report in a short period of time, most of the time, right? So that's about kind of all that I got. Richard, what, what do you think the extra credit task of the week should be? Well, the extra credit task of the week should be write us, email us if you're listening to us about what you want us to talk about. Give us a topic and we will do our best to educate you in that particular topic. So definitely our email is theextracreditshow at gmail.com. Uh, please just shoot us a note. Let us know what you think of the show and then let us know what topics you'd like for us to cover. You know, we, we've been doing this for so long. It's very rare that we get a problem in front of us that we haven't solved before. So rest assured, whatever your issue is, we've seen it before. Shoot us an email, contact us, let us know. We'd be happy to feature you on our next show or feature your topic on the next show. Um, that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Extra Credit Show. I am Anselmo Moreno. And I'm Richard David. We'll see you guys next time.